All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Libernadians podcast. I am your host, Matthew Peter Pasela. Today is Thursday, May 12th, 2022. And uh, today's episode is going to be a recap of the first conservative uh, leadership debate, um, which is, uh, you know, this is uh, kind of funny, actually. I didn't even know that this was uh, not an, an official first debate. Um, whatever the hell that's really supposed to mean, I guess. Um, so, so actually there was a a debate last night, so this would have been on May 11th. So, uh, Wednesday and, um, that apparently, that's actually what I would have thought would have been the second debate, but that's apparently the first official debate. So what I'm actually, uh, recapping for you guys today is the first debate I, I don't know I, it's it's everything in this country has to be you know confusing for whatever reason um but anyways uh last week this uh debate was held by the canada strong and free network not even really too familiar with who they are but uh the moderators um i, I can't remember who who the guy was um but the other moderator i'm a bit familiar with she's from the true north uh True North uh, Network, I guess, you, if you want to call it. Uh, they're like a conservative um, <clears throat> channel, uh, media outlet. Um, maybe you guys are, I'm sure you guys are pr- uh, pretty familiar with them. Maybe familiar with uh, Candace uh, Malcolm. Did I say Candace Burgeons before? Maybe. Uh, so it's Candace Malcolm. Um, I think she's the one who actually runs the, the media company or whatever. Um, so I, and it's funny because I was actually surprised to see her as moderator. I'm like, well, they're actually using what looks like to me is like kind of like a, 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 a conservative, uh, media talking head or whatever at, for their debates. I was a bit surprised, you know, I was, I was surprised about a, quite a few things actually going through this whole debate. Um, the questions were actually half decent and, uh, you know, it, it was a decent, it was a pretty good, I thought it was actually a pretty good debate. And then I find out today that it wasn't the first official debate. So then I'm like, okay, well that makes sense then. Like they didn't, you know, I guess I, I thought, I thought it was just like a debate or whatever. I, I rewatched it on, uh, global news, uh, online on YouTube. So I just figured like if, you know, Global News is covering it. They, they're going to cover it, obviously, because, you know, um, these are the, the candidates for the running to, to lead the conservative party or whatever. So I don't I don't understand why it wouldn't be an official debate, but whatever. Um, it was it was pretty good. Um, if you guys haven't uh, watched this debate, I, uh, you know, it, it would be pretty good. I, I actually recommend it. it. It was it was good all the way through. Um, I would check that out uh, just Make sure that it's the um, the one from last week. Like, make sure it, it was the Canadian Strong and Free Network uh, debate because the the real first official debate uh, came out today. So you don't want to mix those two up because um, basically what I did here was uh, you know I wanted to actually what I wanted what I want to do is replay the whole debate so you guys can hear it and then I can comment on it. Um, but I wasn't, we've, we've never, uh, you know, I wasn't, we've never played, uh, audio, like, what do you want to call it? Like foreign audio onto the podcast. Um, so I wasn't sure how, how we were going to be able to do that. Um, and I think I have, I think we have it all, uh, figured out. Um, so this is going to be a little bit different. I, so be, because I really wanted to do this, I was pretty dedicated to this. It's going to be a little bit different. Norm, like, 
normally what I ideally would like I said what I'd like to do is play the audio for you guys but I wasn't too sure about it um so what I did was I basically wrote like all the details down it's basically a summary of this entire debate I've written everything down pretty much all this stuff like literally all this all the important stuff might be a couple little tiny things that aren't in there but it's basically just uh political rhetoric but i would say like 98 percent of this stuff is i have it written down i'm gonna go through all of it i'm gonna give my opinion on all of it um i i i wrote i i, I literally i spent like probably three hours uh going through this debate um in detail writing down everything um and i even uh i even made a, a bit of a system here of who i thought won the debate and 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 so on so I, there's going to be like a i made like a score tally sheet kind of thing and it's going to be pretty good i think you guys will enjoy it a lot it's going to be a little bit different you're basically you're only going to be hearing my voice throughout this whole podcast uh so um i i think we have it i think we have all, everything worked out for because i'm going to be covering this the official debate um so i what i'm going to be doing for this one is uh for the next one is I, I will be having the audio uh, being played and uh, that way, you know, it's just a little bit more orthodox. This is a, a little bit different, but uh, it should be good. Ho hopefully it works out. I, you know, we always take risks on the Libertadians podcast and uh, I, I think it'll be kind of fun. And, uh, you know, we got a lot to go into, obviously. Um, so let's let's go. Let's get through this debate. Um and uh, also in the meantime, we're putting down, we're I'm, uh, building up stuff for a, a weekly news episode this week. So look out for that. And uh, because of this um, official debate happening last night, I, I might even do a recap for that tomorrow. Um, but if not shortly uh, next week, uh, it all depends on timing, uh, basically. But um, so what I want to actually do here first is uh, I want to quickly um, just uh, tell tell you guys I, I want to just go over quickly who is um, in this debate and I'm what I'm literally what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be just reading like the first like section of their Wikipedia page um, just just so we're all like kind of understand who these who these guys are a little bit you're gonna have to kind of imagine a little bit. Um, so, um, and, and maybe you guys know who all these people are there. I w I'm going to say there's one person I have no idea who, who he was, but, uh, we'll get to that. So anyways, uh, so the first person I have here is, uh, Jean Charest. Um, so here's his, uh, here's a little profile on Jean Charest. Um, born, uh, June 24th, 1958 is a Canadian politician who served as the 29th premier of Quebec from 2003 to 2012. And the fifth deputy deputy prime minister of Canada in 1993, Charest was elected to the House of Commons in 1984 and would serve in the uh, serve in several federal cabinet positions between 1986 and 1993. He became the leader of the Progressive Conservative Party in 1993, remained in the role until he entered uh, provincial politics in 1998. Trey was elected as the leader of the Quebec Liberal Party, and his party went on to form government in 2003. Um, next, we have uh, Roman Baber. Is it Baber? Roman Baber. Uh, 
born 1980, is a Canadian politician who was the member of Provincial Parliament MPP for York Centre from 2018 to 2022. Barber was elect, Babber was elected as a member of the uh, Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario until he was removed by Premier Doug Ford, the party leader in January 2021. He would sit as an independent until the dissolution of Parliament on May 3rd, 2022. Next, we have Pierre Poliev, who I'm sure you guys are probably most familiar with. Uh, so his profile here is uh, is a Canadian politician who served as a member of Parliament since 2004, a member of the Conservative Party. He currently represents Ottawa uh, area riding of Carleton. Poliev previously served as Minister for uh, Dem- Democratic Reform from 2013 to 15 and Minister of Employment and Social Development in 2015. Uh, this is a guy who I didn't know who he was. Uh, Scott Atchison um, is a Canadian politician who was elected to represent the riding of Perry Sound, Muskoka in the House of Commons of Canada in 2019 Canadian federal election. Prior to his election, he served as mayor of Huntsville from uh, 2014 to 2019. Uh, Atchison is currently a candidate for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada, which obviously that's, yeah. Um, and then we have Leslin Lewis uh, is a Canadian lawyer and politician who has served as the member of parliament for uh, Haldimand Norfolk since 2021. Uh, a member of the Conservative Party, Lewis um, contested party leadership in 2020 leadership election, placing third. She was the first visible minority woman to run for federal Conservative Party leadership. All right. So now we have that out of the way. Um, let's... Uh, Let's get to these. Let's get to this debate here. So, um, okay. So, let's see here. So, the the beginning of the debate is uh, a little bit. Um, I actually at, at the first few minutes I found were a little bit confusing. Um, they they kind of ask for like their opening statement, but then they also uh, ask like what what they can kind of. Uh, what their opening statement is and like how they could like, uh, how, how would, how would they, um, <clears throat> how would they make the conservative party win? So like, what's your opening statement and like, what do you bring to the table? Like, how can you make sure that the conservative party will win the federal election basically because they've lost the last like four elections. Right. So, um, Charest, Jean Charest kind of goes with this, um, Jean said is is a kind of unite the party kind of guy he claims um and he um and and he he also he he kind of talks uh he talks about how like uh, uh he he talks about how like uh the provinces provinces uh provinces want to break up you know uh so he's saying he wants to unite the country and you know uh kind of stop this uh segregation of quebec in the west and stuff like that or whatever um and then you have pierre poliev who's uh who basically just uh talks about you know freedom and he t- he mentions like uh, vaccine mandates and stuff like that and you know kind of kind of just like what pierre poliev has always kind of been talking about it sort of like for the past like little while uh he talks about freedom and his physical policy and that's pretty much it. Uh, Leslin Lewis, uh, she talks about uh, cancel culture. 
uh, wokeness, and um, she also says she wants to unite Canada um, and bring it together again as a country. You know, kind of uh, rehashing what Sheree said. And then I would say she also brings up uh, the environment, uh, says that we need to look after the environment. So she's kind of the environmental candidate, I, I suppose. Um, Roman uh, Babber uh, says freedom. And, uh, he, and, he, and he talks about how he was kicked out of the party. And, uh, you know, we shouldn't be pandering to the left. And, uh, and then he kind of... Um, talks about we need diverse opinions in the in the party um so he kind of he, he i i thought he had the best uh i thought he had the best opening speech um the other guy uh scott uh what's his name art arch uh scott atchison atchison uh he he basically he just says that he he his opening thing is that um that what Trudeau is doing is uh disgusting and um you know we uh that he's made Canada divided over uh vaccine mandates and then he doesn't really uh give anything further than that he just talks about that he basically all he has to say in this uh, opening thing is oh like thank you for having me um and um you know, Ed Trudeau is uh, dividing Canada with his vaccine mandates, and that, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Um, so, um, so 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 basically, like what I, what I think what I think out of this, like if if you're asking me, um, you know what like what you would do different, like wh how are you different, like from the other candidates, um, at conservative party. And, and how you're going to win like it's it basically it's, it's very simple like uh Aaron O'Toole was not a conservative by any means Andrew Shear was just awful and basically not a conservative either um and none of them have like any kind of drive or anything like whatsoever it's like I understand that like CBC kind of asks you or whatever the, the press will ask you bullshit questions that they know like you're it's not uh, most important to you like uh you know these kind of weak like climate change questions and stuff like that but you, you gotta you know what like i don't know like uh, trump was really good at this of just basically like i'm in control i'm going to talk about what i want to talk about and like just you're, you're getting pushed around by the cbc media really it's like you know like I, that's that's what i would think I, I would say like look i'm not going to be pushed around by the media um Aaron O'Toole was a liberal like this is like real conservative values or whatever shit like that right like it's just it's really easy I thought like none of them didn't really really didn't do that great of a job I just thought that out of all of it I would say that uh, Roman Babber did a pretty good job of introducing himself as to like who he was he talked about how he lost his uh his position uh he was removed by Doug Ford because of how consistent he was with the with like, you know, being against the lockdowns and vaccine mandates and stuff like that. So uh, that, that's pretty much all you could take from the very beginning. Um, and then uh, Pierre Poliev talks about how he um, is, is undefeated, uh, doesn't, and he doesn't use uh, liberal media to put out his mes message. Uh, he talks about, again, uh, low, infl uh, low inflation uh, and, and good fiscal policy. So basically what he's saying there is that Pierre Poliev is saying that he, um, you know, he doesn't use 
you know, he, he doesn't rely on the media to get his message out. Like he's good. He's basically saying he's good at Twitter and YouTube and, and shit like that, which he is. He's the most popular social media candidate, which, which is important. Like it is important. Like we live in this kind of world right now. And you know, you, as much as I hate social media, unfortunately this can, can, can be like, you know, really big. This could be detrimental to, to the campaign. Right. So, um, I, and you know what? Sure. Put that out there. That That's fine not really um a big deal or or anything like that um and there after that there's um roman roman babrick you know because he he kind of says he he kind of takes a shot at, at puliev and says like you know like i'm i'm the only guy who from the very beginning like stood with the truckers and 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 this and that actually i think it was Le- uh, leslin lewis sorry it was leslin lewis who actually attacks puliev at the beginning and says uh, you know, where, where, where are you Poliev? Like, uh, right. Like when the, when the truckers, um, when the protest started, like you were just there for a photo opportunity and stuff like that. And I, I was like a bit blown away actually from the beginning when she, when she said that I, I was actually pretty, uh, pretty surprised. And I, that, that was good. I was really happy that she said that, uh, because that has been a bit of a criticism of, of Poliev that he was, uh, not very, you know, he, he, he waits until it's, until it's comfortable for him to kind of, uh, go in there and then say something. And then he, you know, goes in, he does, he goes in for like a photo op or like some kind of cheesy political, uh, YouTube video for like two and a half minutes. Um, and you know, I, I was, I was shocked. I was uh, surprised and I, I was happy that she did that. And, uh, you know, Puliev said that he supported, he supported the truckers from, from day one, but, uh, he, he supported the truckers from, from, from day one, but as long as they weren't involved in any illegal blockades or causing any, uh, illegal, uh, breaking the law or, or whatever. And I thought that was a bit of a weak response, you know, and, and that's, and that's a weak response because like, that's pretty much his, uh that was his stance on, on the trucker, uh, convoy, uh, thing. And, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, Leslie Lewis did a great job there and she, you know, basically, uh, really stirred things up quickly. Um, and, and, and realistically, in my opinion, the only person who I saw from like day one of this whole COVID regime was, is obviously Roman Babber. Like he, like he's explained. Um, so, so then it goes into kind of round two, the second question here, and and this is kind of um, these are kind of special questions. What they do here is they ask every candidate a specific question. Uh, none none of these candidates get. It's not like just a general question for all the candidates. They get a specific question for each candidate. So, um, and this kind of opens up the debate. Um, so. So so here we have uh the first um the first uh question is uh, is actually it's it's kind of funny because the first question is for Pierre Polyev and they ask the the moderator asks him um that he like he has been criticized for standing with the truckers right it's 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 really funny i it's almost like like Leslie Lewis kind of uh saw the future there a little bit and just said like uh you know, you didn't even stand like you weren't even good enough on the issue of the truckers. And this this kind of like and the moderators are kind of saying that like, oh, because you were part of this, I stand with the truckers thing. You've been criticized. Right. So they're kind of asking like, you know, 
how would you like how how would you how would you do how how would you do like deal with this right like if 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 people like you know the opposition like the liberal party or the ndp or something is saying like you know oh like you stood with these truckers who were and you know that's that's gonna that's gonna be huge right like you know the liberal party is gonna be like these are conspiracy theorists they're anti this they're you know racist they're all this stuff right like they're gonna be going off on this when it comes to a, down to a federal debate um so how would how, how are you gonna deal with that that's what they ask him and because and i think it really threw Poliev off because because of what leslie lewis said how like she's like you weren't even like you're like you you showed up at the end for a photo opportunity like you weren't you weren't a, you weren't a part of these guys or whatever right and uh and uh yeah he he really he didn't have much to say he actually what he does he uh he basically just steers his answer into um into actually ripping on Jean Charest he basically says that Jean, Jean Charest found out and this is actually probably the the, the the funniest thing that Pouliev said the whole evening, and I think it's even a part of his highlights or something on his YouTube, but he says to like Jean Charest, like, um, oh, you know, like Jean Charest found out about the trucker convoy watching CBC, which I thought was pretty funny. That, that was a good little diss right there, you know, good chirp. And uh, and then he says like to Jean Charest that the, the truckers have more integrity in their pinky finger than Jean Charest has, like at all. Uh, when when he was uh, running the country or running, uh, you know, as premier um, of Quebec, and uh, you know it was kind of funny or whatever. And uh, you know maybe it was a little bit. It, it was a little bit. It was tough, I guess, for for Poliev after he basically just got exposed by Leslie Lewis about him kind of being a phony on that trucker uh, issue. And then, you know, with the moderators and stuff like that. But anyways, let's, let's move on. Um, so so then they asked Leslie Lewis, um, you know, they asked her, uh, because like you're pro-life, you're pretty um, uh, vocal about that. Um, and you know, you know what's coming from the left. Like, how are you going to tackle this when, you know, when the, when the abortion issue comes up? And she, boom, like she's right on, right on the, right on the ball. She basically just says like, um... You know, she is 100% pro-life. She's not flip-flopping on any of that. She's, like, a Christian. She believes in, like, Christian moral values and stuff like that. She says, um, you know, that she can still get along with people that are uh, pro-choice. Like, she has some whatever. She has said she has, like, friends and stuff that are like that. Um, but she said, and I think this is a good point that she made. She says, you know, um, we should we should at least uh, be able to have the freedom to debate in this country, um, you, you know. Like and and obviously, like everything she's saying is basically true. Like you know, I don't know if we're at the point of like you know this whole idea of like oh we need this like diverse opinion and debate and stuff like that. I think we were kind of be, like I think I would every anybody any one of us would have been okay with that like a while ago. But ever since the left just went full authoritarian, you just don't really have. You just don't even play that game anymore. Just literally hit them and just say, no, this is what we stand for. Like, we're not even, like, gonna, you know, whatever, right? But we're not going to, like, play nice or whatever and play by the rules. Like, you got to just really, you know, you're a politician. You got to get it done. You got to get it done, right? Anyways, we'll t I'll, t I'll talk about that more after, obviously. And from the last uh, podcast you guys listened to, I gave a, a little bit of opinion on what I what I think of, of abortion. But anyways, um, and then what she did was she uh, she went after Poliev again, and again, 
really did a good job. She she basically said none of these uh, none of these guys up here have gave their stance once about uh, where they stand on on abortion, um, and specifically Poliev. Uh, he she said that he's he he's dodged the question every time. He won't give his uh, you know his stance on it, and uh, and and that's good good for her. She should be calling them all out, and I think she again does a great job. Um, and really just stands out right at, right at the beginning, you know, just, uh, kind of makes it happen. And, uh, and of course, Poliev doesn't answer. Um, I'm not, I really, I don't know where Poliev stands on it. I think he is kind of pro-choice from what I've heard, but yeah, he does kind of dodge the question and maybe, maybe he does not believe in abortion, but he might think that it's some kind of political suicide or something like that. But then, but then again, my opinion, like I said, is there's no time for monkey business and playing this stupid game. You got to go out like balls out, man, balls out. Like (laughs) we need, we need somebody right now who has the balls to say whatever they want to say, like, like a, like a Donald Trump, literally like a Donald Trump, but, you know, hopefully he does a much better job and, you know, is a, b- a bit better on, on, on issues than Donald Trump. So anyways, so that's Leslie Lewis. Um, and then they ask Roman, Roman Babber, uh, you know, how would you handle the lockdowns? And he's, he said, like, how would you, how would you handle the question about like lockdowns? Because he's, he's obviously anti-lockdown and he's, he's been vocal about it. And, uh, they ask him, like, you know, how would you defend this position or whatever? And um, he he says, like, you know, uh, like, yeah, like he he said lockdowns should have never happened. He said, like, you know, surgeries were canceled, uh, cancer screenings and stuff like that, um, which is, you know, it's a good thing to bring up. I've brought it up uh, quite a few times on the podcast. It's something that really infuriated me over the COVID lockdown regime. But uh, I think where Roman Babber went wrong a little bit is he could he had a real opportunity to talk about how uh, you know lockdowns don't work. There's no science behind it. it. Didn't do anything at all. It destroyed businesses, destroyed people's lives, destroyed everything. Like there's so much to talk about there. And then he, you know, he kind of just talked about the cancer screenings. Repeated that it's not you know part of our freedom it's not canada or whatever and he could have done a lot better i would have started with at least like yeah we didn't have to destroy every small business there's no science behind it anyways um so he could have done better there um they asked john sheree if he was a conservative he just you know i'm not gonna go into too much detail about this one he just uh he goes into a bunch of bunch of nonsense just political jargon and then he just basically like mumbles and fumbles, and then he just says to Pierre Polyev that he supported uh, an illegal blockade, uh, talking about the trucker convoy, obviously. And then like the whole crowd boos, and that's actually the first, the only, the only time the crowd boos throughout the entire debate, which is kind of funny. And it's just so funny too how like he like Polyev is the only guy on the stage who pretty much said that he didn't believe in the blockade. Which he probably shouldn't have even said to begin with. Even if that's how he thought, he shouldn't have said anything about the blockades. He should have just said, "Yeah, they're fighting for their freedom." I don't know, like, so it's just you know I, the whole thing is just a, a bit funny or whatever. Um, pretty good, pretty good show so far, right? Uh, so, anyways, then they asked Scott Atchison, um, you know, 
what what like who like what would you do for the party like basically right like they don't it's not really like a big question for him nobody even knows really who he is uh and he talks about you know we're cons- we have the conservative party has to be consistent uh we're divided again trudeau used uh the vaccines to uh divide canada all we do is scream all the conservative party does is scream at each other um kind of calls leslie lewis a conspiracy theorist or that she supports conspiracy theorists and then uh that's pretty much it like uh basically the same he repeats literally the same thing um as his opening uh statement pretty much just like you know, like we we need to have diverse opinion in the conservative party. Like, no, like that, like that is the last thing that you need is a diverse opinion in the conservative party. Like, nobody wants. You need a solid. Like, this is what we stand for. This is what we believe in. This is what we're gonna do. Like, what are you talking about? What do you have to debate anymore? Everything is there, easy peasy for you to like. Literally, the the entire country hasn't done a single conservative thing, and like seven years like there's nothing to talk about here like literally nothing to talk about like it's either you believe this or believe that and it needs to be the actual most conservative person winning this leadership race like can't like i can't even like i don't know man this guy's here to like i I think pretty much just get some kind of like publicity obviously so whatever really weak really weak and then the conspiracy theory thing was weird. Uh, Leslie Lewis uh, defended the conspiracy theory thing. And uh, Robin Babber says, like, you know, Canadians still can't leave the country or travel. Uh, and then Scott Atchison says something, something, he, she, he says something about, oh, uh, you know, Melissa Lashman, who I, I'm actually Lashman. I, I, I meant to look her up actually before I recorded this because I, and I, I forgot, but he points to some other, I guess, polit- conservative politician in the crowd and basically said, Oh, she's done a good job. We need to be more like her. And then that's basically his point. His, his only point was that we should be like this other politician. Um, I don't even know who, who she is. Maybe I should, like I said, I forgot to look her up, but anyways, not really important. But uh, John Shear says that he is a federalist um, and that he and that everybody is lying and that he's not a liberal. Uh, he's a federalist that will bring the country together again. Like absolutely not interested, obviously, in that at all. I don't care about national government at all. Federal federalism. Um, I think it would actually it would be quite something to like actually have a kind of like uh, somebody up there who's like, yeah, if Quebec wants to leave, like that's perfectly fine. Like that is like it's funny because anybody like I haven't heard anybody really talk too much about small government up up in this debate. And it's just like, yeah, that's the one way we can get small government. And like if because the country is so divided that like if one part of the country went in this direction over vaccines, the other part of the country went in this direction, I don't see the problem in that. Bring it down more to the you know provincial level. But it's like obviously not there. You know, not, nobody running for a federal election, unfortunately, is, is uh, going to be bringing up any kind of breaking up the country in any way. It's all about you uniting the country together, right? But I'd love to... Uh, you know, have somebody, have a candidate up there who's like, yeah, that's not the most important thing in the world, uh, you know, keeping the country together. It actually probably just causes all these issues to begin with. But, you know, 
whatever just haven't haven't read enough books i guess <laughs> um and then leslie lewis apologizes uh for calling him a conspiracy theory and the, the exchange is just sort of weird and uh you're not really missing anything in between the questions there uh, but like i said you can you can uh watch watch it for yourself and then come back to this and for this uh commentary and opinion so let's move on to the next question here. Um, should the government regulate the internet? Uh, Roman Babber answers first, uh, and he says, uh, he, I, "Right off, right out of the right out of the gate, I thought he had a great answer." Um, he says, "No, CBC uh, is bad. I grew up in the Soviet Union, and you know the CBC is the same as you know like whatever the their national uh, government uh, news channel was." Uh, he says he wants to defund it and the bailouts for CBC and and advertising for the CBC. Just uh, pretty much all, when it comes to, um, and and I would assume he doesn't. He basically just talks about the CBC and this is a little bit more about you know regulating the internet, I guess. But um, you know, it's uh, you know, I, I'll take like the, that's what I want. When we're talking about the CBC, at least that's exactly what I want to hear. Um, and probably just from not having that much experience. And the thing is, it's tough with these debates, too. They give you, like, two minutes to respond. And it's really hard to... I, I can't imagine, you know, trying to remember all the points you want to bring up and stuff like that. Uh, Jean, Jean Charest goes next. And he... Um, all he kind of talks about is that he would audit the CBC. Um, he would audit the CBC um, and then you know and, and look at the advertising like where the government's like where the advertisement money is coming in and stuff like that which is it's okay it's not the worst thing you could possibly say when it comes to the cbc but again this is about the internet but um it's not the worst thing like that would be uh, that that's a good first step i i guess like the uh, kind of like when I, it's funny i've been reading a lot of ron paul stuff lately and he talks about like when he was you know when he was a candidate and stuff like that he used to talk about how he would audit the federal reserve and then like his his mission is to take out the federal reserve but the first thing he would do is audit the federal reserve because then it would expose all of their corruption and then it would make like a really good case to to take down the the federal reserve so i get why you would want to audit the cbc um but assuming like if you audit the CBC, you know what you're going to find in there, and it's obviously pretty good grounds to uh, dismantle it. He doesn't mention that if he would take it down after. He just says audit it. So I think it's a little bit of a dodge by Jean Charest. Um, Pierre Poliev just simply says that he would defund the CBC. He has been saying this for a while. Uh, he said he would save billions of dollars. So he then he you know he brings up the, the uh, fiscal part of it. Um, and then he says that he, um, you know, brought attention to Bill C-10 that got wiped out. Um, and then he's uh, going to appeal uh, C-11 because they've reintroduced it. And we've talked about that a little bit here on the show. Um, and I'm sure you guys know what we're talking about with there. And that's actually kind of what this question was more dri uh, supposed to be about um, is, you know, re regulating the Internet. Right. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, I mean, pretty good answer. Not bad. Average, I'd say. Um, Scott uh, Scott Atchison says uh, he does not uh, does not want to burn down the CBC. Um, 
and he was also opposed to Bill C-10, but he said, uh, you know, you, he's he's kind of saying like something about like how he's like, oh, I grew up watching the CBC and, you know, they used to be good. We just have to make the CBC good again. That's all. And it's just like, no, <laughs> no, we're good. Uh, so pretty weak, obviously. But I mean, I guess he's the only person, uh, at least he's the only one like actually he's saying that like, you know, I want to keep the CBC. So I got to give him a bit of credit for at least not just pandering. Um, seems like he actually believed in what he was saying. And then last but not least, Les and Lewis, uh, basically said that the CBC was, uh, propaganda, dishonest. Uh, they were dishonest with the trucker convoy. Uh, she wants to defund it, uh, save money, repeal BC 11, uh, Bill C 11. And, um, she wants more access to, uh, what do I have here? I can't even read my own writing. More access to, on, to online, like kind of alternative media. Um, you know, maybe we can get around to the Liberty Idiots podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so let's move on to the next question here. So uh, yeah, let's get into the next uh, question here. Uh, by the way, I am taking small pauses um, with this one. It's it's pretty tough to go through all this. Um, and like the thing is, if if it's a lot for you guys too, take your time with this one. Um, like take it, take your time with this podcast. There's no rush. I promise you that these things don't happen. These discussions don't happen very often in Canada. So I want like, yeah, I told you guys it's going to be a lot of detail. I didn't want to miss anything. Um, you know, uh, and the next time you'll be hearing a lot more of their voice will be, you know, a little bit more smooth, (laughs) obviously. So, um, yeah. So like I said, take your time and, uh, there's no rush. So, uh, so yeah, the next question, um, is, uh, Trudeau, Trudeau is, uh, is eager to, uh, import, uh, American culture war. Uh, like, okay. So what they're saying here is like Trudeau is eager to import American issues and, and culture war. How would you oppose that? Basically. Um, which I thought was kind of a odd, like a bit of a weird question, right? It's like, you know, I I don't I I do like when it comes to like certain things, like if specifically like okay, good example would be like last week or two weeks ago, right? Where it's like this Roe v. Wade leak happens, right? And it's like, of course, the Canadians have to talk about it or whatever, and it's just like that's not really something we even have to talk about right now. Like we don't have to just piggyback off of like everything that the united states is doing and you know they talk about uh blm too and stuff like that right like like sorry they 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 mentioned the question like you know like blm you know like why like why do we have to adopt that kind of thing here in canada like as an issue sort of thing uh but it's clearly more of an issue in the united states um and there, there there's some things that like obviously that are very broad that like you can't you can't really avoid like the same thing happens here right um so not the best question I thought, but uh, anyways, let's get the responses here. Um, so Sheree goes first. Jean Sheree, he says, uh, "What does he say here? We have a chance to stay Canadian." That was kind of more or less what he was saying. We have a chance to stay stay Canadian. So doesn't offer much there. Um, Scott uh, Ashison says um, the same talking points. Literally, I'm not kidding you. Uh, he says that Trudeau has 
divided the country. Like it's almost like you know he obviously went up there with like one thing to say that Trudeau divided the country with the vax mandates. Doesn't give his position on the vax mandates, and calls Trudeau disgusting. Uh, Leslie Lewis says we need to focus on diversity of ideas and thoughts and unite the country. I've already kind of talked about already before about how like we absolutely do not need uh, diversity of thought, especially with the conservative party. We need to know exactly what we're doing, what we're, what, what we're getting, you know, like if I'm going to support this conservative party, like it's not going to be somebody who's like literally like a fucking Andrew Shear or Aaron O'Toole, like, well, well, you know, like, no, 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 no diversity of thought. We need literally, this is our plan. That's all we need. Thank you very much. So that was bad answer. Uh, um, uh, Robin Babber gave a great answer. Actually. I thought he handled this very well, better than I could probably would have even thought of right off the bat. Um, great answer. Uh, he says, uh, it's not American, it's left-wing cancel culture and radical left ideas. So, and that's, uh, that was, uh, that was a, a great answer because he's actually kind of, in a way he's saying what, what I was just sort of talking about. It's like, it's not, uh, you know, like American issues. It's the, it's this kind of like left-wing sort of it's like when this like when the left gets really loud and like you know like it's it's basically it's the left taking over the conversation that's it's not just it's not some american thing america is not even really supposed to be this right anyways i thought it was i thought i thought it was a great answer by babber uh pierre poliev finishes off by saying uh you know he says it's a left-wing divide i think honestly the way he kind of said it too i think he was kind of uh piggybacking off of uh, what Babber said he says it directly after Babber said it and you know I think maybe uh, Poliev was was thinking right off like oh that's a, actually a pretty good answer and uh, and then he says um, the division with the vaccine um, and he talks about it's uh, it's divide and conquer so he basically uses what Babber said and actually kind of what Leslie Lewis says and just kind of says like you know this is divide and conquer this is uh you know dividing race and blah 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 and this and that so uh yeah you know it was uh i babber i think definitely took the took that answer got 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 the best answer for for that question um like i said kind of a weak question um my 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 opinion is basically what what babber said it's like it's not even you know when it's necessary yeah we will have to talk about what like what, what are you going to talk with, with ukraine like where are we just supposed to like what are you supposed to say like oh that's like some american thing like no we're in, we're involved too like it's just stupid question let's move on um and then there's kind of like uh this little tiny break in between the questions babber says something i thought was kind of funny he's definitely like this is where you kind of see the politicians a little bit babber i thought was definitely the funniest and more um appealing to the like you know just he seemed really like just like you could kind of get along with him and what i liked about babber the most actually is he brought this up a few times that he's not like a politician he just cares about the country and that is uh that's great you know like that's the reason why uh donald trump's so popular is because he's not a politician um i really liked that he says that and that he you know he could kind of pick on all these like 
record politicians and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just uh, came from, you know, a communist place and doesn't want the country to turn communist. I, I think he does really good in doing that. Uh, and he's kind of funny. He he took a shot at Scott Atchison and said something like, uh, all I have to do is say uh, whatever this girl's name is, uh, Sarah, well, Melissa Lashman. He's like, all I have to do is apparently say uh, Melissa Lashman's name and I, you know, that can that's an answer for a question or something. And he's kind of ripping on Scott Atchison there. And... Uh, yeah, and it, and then he kind of, you know, he says he supported the trucker convoy right away. Um, then uh, there's discussion about Bill, uh, Bill 21, Bill C-21 or whatever, or Bill 21. And uh, basically he tries to say, like, Pierre Poliev was, like, I guess pro f for the bill, which is, like, uh, freedom of religion or whatever. So I think the, what the Bill 21 was about was not, uh, like, women not being able to wear hijabs. At, in schools but i think the more detail of the whole thing was just not being able to wear religious symbols in schools in general i'm not, I'm not really sure but uh how it would work for like catholic but um i know the big heat around it was like about this bill is that like oh like you know uh women won't be able to to wear face coverings like i think it maybe would have been directed just towards um women wearing hijabs so and whatever right there and that was like you know a big thing with uh, jean charret back in his time it's like pretty much the only thing he could talk about um so uh next we have healthcare is the question so yeah you know what is your stance on the health on healthcare? um uh, and this is the also leslin lewis they start referring to her as dr Les leslin lewis um so uh not yeah anyways they dr leslin lewis uh uh so her her thing of of healthcare was uh we need a more of a pr uh, public slash private um healthcare system um uh, and create pandemic response um and remove things like uh stop relying on on things like the world health organization who um, so, you know, I'm obviously as a libertarian, we're obviously a uh, pro, uh, pri privatized healthcare. And, uh, and I've brought this up many times throughout this pandemic that like at the very least we should be opening up, making it easier to, uh, have privatized, uh, healthcare, uh, for many reasons, like, uh, like we could relieve some of the, you know, uh, public healthcare system because we're not, not everybody who's who can afford it, like, doesn't have to rely on it, the public health care system. They can at least, people who can afford it can at least go to private, and that would, and even that tax money from the public, from the private uh, system can go towards the public system. Um, many, many reasons. I'm not going to, you know, go through all of that myself right now, uh, but I thought it was a pretty good res response uh, by Leslie Lewis, and, um, you know, bonus points for uh, pointing out the WHO, I think uh, that, you know, a lot of people are obviously pretty upset with the World Health Organization and these globalist uh, entities and stuff like that. So I thought that was really good of her to do that. Roman Babber goes next. Uh, uh, he says the government should be out of the doctor's office um, and that healthcare uh, 
that they, we have a low efficiency for healthcare. Like uh, there should be more nurses and stuff like that. Besides the, you know, government staying at a doctor's offices, um, pretty weak response for Rom- Roman Babber there. Scott Atchison, uh, <laughs> super lame, uh, super lame and just overall terrible answer. He says, well, we wear our healthcare as a badge of honor. And he like it's like oh god like okay dude pretty bad healthcare, um, and then he says, <laughs> and then he says oh we should he's like I I recently have been looking at the Dutch model of healthcare, so that's his stance. Um, Babber kind of goes on again and says like we should have never had lockdowns. Cancer he wants to bring up the cancer screenings again, so it looked like you know he wanted to add that to his kind of thing. Uh. Scott Atchison tries to go after him with the rebuttals, and you know, he basically says to stop dividing. Uh, so, so, anyways, so that's that's actually it for the healthcare thing. So, what they did here is they asked um, specific groups specific questions. So, they this this question was for uh, Leslie Lewis, Roman Babber, and Scott Atchison. Healthcare question. This was not asked to. Poliev or uh, Jean Charest. Jean Charest and Pierre Poliev had got their own question, which was the Canadian pipeline question. Um, independent. Uh, so they when they asked the question, like you know, Canada's independence on oil, and uh, you know things going on, kind of a bit. They threw in Ukraine a little bit there. Um. So Jean Charest said that he supports oil and gas. Like. Okay, yeah, I know. Like you're cons- apparently a conservative, so yeah, you would. Um, and then basically just says the option of he would like like to supply uh, Europe with uh, oil, like sell them gas, uh, sell them oil, um, and that uh, we can get to zero emissions by 2050. Uh, pretty weak, really weak, actually. Probably the worst answer you can give. As a as a conservative, I mean, realistically, anything other than that, you're just base. You're just talking like liberal. Um, Pierre Poliev says uh, Bill C sixty nine makes it impossible to build pipelines, uh, gatekeepers in the way. Uh, so he would repeal C sixty nine, and he's obviously pro uh, Canadian uh, independence on oil and also selling oil to bring revenue into the country. So, yeah, I mean, it's clear, obvious, who won that one between those two. But one thing I'd like to add, actually, to this, I thought it was kind of interesting that they grouped Leslin Lewis, Roman Babber, and Scott Atchison, those three together, and then put uh, Pouliev with Jean Charest back-to-back, kind of head-to-head. And if you've been looking at all the media and stuff before this debate, uh, you know, pretty much from, from the beginning of all this stuff, of the leadership coverage uh, a few months ago, that it's like, you know, it's like the big the big battle apparently is between Pouliev and Jean Charest. So the, the way it looks like what they did here is they took kind of the three runner-ups, which was, you know, Lewis, Babber, and Atchison, and then they let these guys square off over uh, over oil, I guess. So I thought, you know, then I, I thought this was definitely done by design. Um, it's just, it's insane to me how, like, Somehow, like, we can't even establish the fact that, like, Jean Charest is not even close to, like, really competing with Pouliev on, like, basically anything. 
Um, but we have actually some real competition, in my opinion, with Lewis and Babber. Um, but because of the way the country works and probably because of the corruption of the conservative party and uh, Canadian politics in general, Sean Charest probably is the runner up. It's kind of hard to explain, but I'll talk about it again a little bit later before we end this. Uh, I want to keep moving on here. Um, so then they bring up mayor Patrick Brown, um, and they say, how do you grow the party? What will you do for Canadian diversity? And this is where I kind of realized I didn't like Patrick, uh, mayor Patrick Brown, mayor of Brampton is not in the debate. And, uh, basically he was, is supposed to be in the debate. He is a, a candidate for the leadership race. Um, but he, basically shrugged the debate off didn't he didn't show up to the debate and he said that he was busy selling memberships to for the conservative party which ends on june 2nd um so <laughs> it's like dude you're not even showing up to a not even showing up to the debate and, and basically he was just short of basically saying that like i guess it's not a real debate or whatever but literally everybody that you're going up against is there right so, uh, you know, I could see him, like, it's just whatever, right? It's obviously that I'm assuming that the questions that are going to be coming on this next debate, which happened yesterday, I guess, are going to be more, um, bullshit questions that everybody's kind of used to. But, uh, like I said, this is a good, uh, this has been a good debate. And I thought they actually asked conservative questions that had concerns that people, issues that people are actually concerned with so i don't i guess it shows um mayor patrick brown wanted nothing to do with that but uh so anyways the the, the question is more or less uh what will what will you do for the uh, canadian diversity uh roman babber says that he's uh you know he represented north york um which i'm somebody who's very familiar with north york it is a lot of uh uh, it's a lot of immigrant communities, a lot of, I don't know, like, I, I guess you would call them minorities, but if you go to these places, it's, they are the, the majority. So like, I don't really know how, I would call them like majority in that in that sense, but whatever, like immigration communities is, uh, it basically makes up a lot of North York. So he's, and you know, and he talks about how he was an immigrant himself and that he would help with transit and expand our base. And, which is kind of funny. I guess he's kind of implying there that like basically a lot of immigrants take transit, and uh, and he said he's paid enough taxes to know or something like that. Which uh, whatever. If you listen to him talk, like it's actually kind of funny a little bit what he says, a little bit of his humor in there, and uh, appeal to the urban voters, which, like he said, is uh, highly uh, diverse. Um. Uh, so then we have Leslie Lewis's response, uh, where she's in, she says she's in a unique position to grow her base, to grow our base. Uh, she was an immigrant, um, and she actually, she actually, what I I thought uh, was a good point. Uh, she talks about how immigrants are naturally conservative, and uh, you know they, a lot of these immigrants are conservative from their own countries, right? It's like Roman Bauer is a good example, right? Like he came from a communist uh, country, uh, moved to, his family moved to Canada, obviously for a better life. Um, so they're kind of a naturally kind of small government, like minded people, which is something I've actually a point I've brought up before a bit, and that they have they rely heavily on faith, 
and religion is uh religion is uh you know there is is more conservative and stuff like that aligns with more conservative values obviously um the liberals uh are not very religious at all um so I thought that was a great point that she brought up. Uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, Pierre Polyev, um, he talks about how Patrick Brown flip-flops. <laughs> so about it. it, it was kind of a weird question that they, 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 they this is where they kind of screwed up a little bit. They, they did this at the beginning where they kind of like mentioned something and then asked a question. And uh, they did the same thing with this one where they just kind of like brought up Patrick uh, Brown and then asked this question. But uh, more or less, Pierre Polyev says that uh, Canadians will need a clear message before uh, how to appeal to, or I'm uh, sorry, uh, Canadians uh, need a clear message and, uh, and whatever. We need to offer more diversity or something like that. Um, and, uh, Scott uh, Scott Atchison says the same thing, and uh, John Charest basically says the same thing. We need to unite the country. Uh, they just repeat their talking points. Um, so it's not much really detail to, to go into there. Um, all right, so let's we're getting we're getting close closer to uh, we're getting close to the end here, um, which is good because uh, you know my my voice is getting pretty tired here, but. Uh, so one of the the last questions they have here uh is uh, how would you appeal to the western western canadians um jean Charest says first thing i did when i <laughs> this is a this was an hilarious thing i thought that jean Charest said he said the first thing i did um when i announced that i was running is that he went to calgary as a gesture and it's like I thought that was like the worst thing you could possibly say. I know it's a very political thing. Like all these politicians think that like, Oh, they can just go from their talking points from like 1989 and shit like that. It's like, Oh, I went there as a gesture. It's like, Oh, thank you so much. We really wanted your fucking shitty ass over in the West. Like you stupid motherfucker. Like as a gesture, it's like, Oh yeah. You pathetic little bastards in the, in the uh, on the west of west coast of canada like i i came over there as a gesture i just thought it was a terrible response very snobby uh but what what, what else would you expect from jean Charest? he at least made made the debate a little bit entertaining that's for sure i'll, I'll give him that that's the one thing i'll give him um and then he he says his talking point that he's said a lot throughout the debate oh i'm running because i've seen this before i've seen i, I know what it's like when canada's divided and they want to separate and stuff like that it's like okay sure 1993 um scott Atchison says (laughs) it's about respect we need to respect each other this is literally what he's saying like you can go you can literally go i can i should have wrote down like the time of the video where he says this because it's kind of hard to believe but he's actually just says this is about respect and that he was a his long career as a part-time mayor like that's what he says you're nobody's a part-time mayor i mean i guess if you're the mayor of huntsville you're basically a part-time it's a part-time job sure i guess right um but it's like he was also just mayor for like three four years so it wasn't a long career anyways whatever i don't know he clearly is 
Doesn't look like he has any clue of what he's doing. Looks like he's literally just there for publicity. Um, maybe he's a kind of a nice guy. I don't know. Like, he just seemed whatever, right? Uh, not much. I don't really want to talk too long about Scott Atchison, who I can literally forget his name after every time I bring him up. Uh, Jean Charest, uh Sorry. Uh, Roman Babber says we need uh, unity. Uh, not anything unique there. Uh, Leslie Lewis uh, says to repeal uh, Bill 69, um, which, uh, which was, uh, yeah, like the, you know, to help the, the, the West, uh, you know, the, that's the, the, the bill that's stopping all the pipelines and stuff like that to, to make it more easy for, for uh, West energy to, uh, to work open up jobs, whatever, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Um, Pierre Poliev, uh, says that he was born in Alberta, proud to fight for the Western, uh, Western part of the country. Um, and that they, that the conservative party has lost a lot of Western support because they want to, um, yeah, because they basically just like, he basically said that they they lost because they're just like they forgot like they forgot about the west like they don't care about the west they just want to appeal to like you know ontario and more where most of the country populated lives um so i I thought that was a good thing that he said there um you know it's always good that he's was born in the west i guess if that even matters to people that much at this point but um thought that was decent uh what he said uh then they they ask him they they basically this is a funny point too. They they say to Scott Atchison like, "Okay, you have thirty seconds to like say something," and he's like, "What you're asking me again?" And then he's like, "I have nothing more to add. We're too divided." That's basically what he's like. We're screaming at each other right now. Really funny, actually. It's just they're like, "Okay, buddy." Uh, for some reason, you just randomly have thirty seconds to say whatever you want. And he's like, "Oh, I got nothing to add. We should stop screaming at each other." Funny, funny shit. Uh, by the way, I don't know if anybody told him, but it's a debate that he's at. Uh, Jean Charest uh, adds that he was a premier, um, and he basically said, says like, uh, you know, oh, like you know, that's we we need another like we need a premier to run the country again, like kind of thing. Like none, nobody who's ran the country was a previously like a premier in a long time, so like we should have that. And it's just like yeah, premiers don't have good track records at all. It's like. I can't think of one premier who's, you know, who's uh, likable, even by their own base right now. It's like, yeah, okay. Sure, buddy. Uh, again, like, he's just, you know, boomer politics when it comes to uh, Jean Charest, obviously. And uh, so, and then basically they go to the closing statements, um, which were, you know, more or less what they just rehashed from what they said at the beginning. Um, I'll go into a little bit of detail here. Um, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys my final thoughts. I'm going to tally. I tallied all this stuff up. I have a point system going on here, but it's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you guys who won. Uh, and and pretty much it. And and uh, and then we'll and then we'll we'll finish out the show there. And uh, and yeah. So, uh, so the closing statements for uh, Leslie Leslin Lewis was uh, that you can't travel anywhere. Uh, that she needs, we need to defend the charter, uh, raise children with values, 
uh, I don't know, maybe that was a little bit of a, maybe she was saying there, uh, like parental rights and stuff like that. I thought, uh, you know, she's hitting everything kind of right there, especially with kind of recent things, right? Talk about if we're, if we're going to bring on, uh, you know, it's funny how we did, uh, talk about this kind of American issue here in Canada, but, uh, you know, the, the, I think she was hitting the, the Florida bill kind of thing there basically saying that like parents should have be able to control what their kids are being taught and uh their faith and values and stuff like that well done by her uh she says something about clean water jobs and the environment um her her education the environmental studies will help and closes her statement off with um she's against the who wef good for her very glad thought that was a good good ending statement there hit a lot of things that you know i haven't basically heard any politicians talk about in canada so that was good um then we have scott atchinson with his uh final final thoughts for the statement uh, he says thank you for for listen for thank you for for everything uh he's reading you could, he's read he's the only one that i've seen reading anything like he's obviously just reading a script that somebody wrote um or that he wrote uh division we need to respect each other trudeau's disgusting uh <laughs> yeah what else would you expect i guess really right uh pierre poliev uh people are losing control of their lives i've heard him say this lots of times he's literally says this every time um, I feel like they are always relieved pretty much when they, when they have these kind of things because they can just go to their normal talking points. Uh, people are losing control of their lives. Uh, truckers were, uh, this is actually pretty good. I guess it says, uh, truckers, uh, were heroes, uh, without the vaccine, then became villains and to the 32 year old living in his basement, uh, in his parents' basement because of inflation. Um, so pretty much what he always says there somewhat. And then I think he was said something a little more specific about the, the truckers because, you know, he got attacked on it. Um, Jean Charest, um says we need to stand up and fight, uh, you know, freedom. Uh, Bill 21 is not true. Freedom. Stay and stay united. Obviously insanely weak. Uh, Roman Babber finishes it off and says, uh, I was born in a communist country, value democracy, uh, want to end censorship, 21st century segregation, um, freedom, uh, f freedom of press, uh, small businesses. Uh, he's not a politician. He got his career destroyed for his beliefs. Uh, not afraid of left wing, not afraid of the left wing. And, uh, you know, has a little says something a little bit, a little, little bit of humor towards the end. It says, uh, "I hope you guys pick me" or something like that. And that's it. That's that's uh, that is more or less uh, the first non-official uh, conservative leadership debate. That was a uh, quite a bit of uh, talking there. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope uh, you know. I, I've never done anything like this before um uh, and and like i said the next one will be uh i'm gonna just play the debate and comment on it it should be it might be a little bit better uh i did the impossible and i spent a lot of time on this it was a lot of fun um and like i said you know 
you don't get an opportunity to do this that often in Canada. Um, having these politicians kind of get together and, and, and discuss ideas, I guess, or what they even believe in. Um, so, you know, I have, this is, I enjoyed this. It was, I had no problem taking the time and, you know, I've spent what, like five, six hours on this thing between, uh, recording the podcast, uh, going through all the details of it so I can present it to you guys, making sure I don't miss anything on this. Um, uh, and anyways, so what I did here, um, was I went through every, um, every, uh, question and I ranked who came in first place, one out of five, who came in last, right? And then I just created like a simple point system where if you came in first place, you get five points. You came in uh, second place, you got four points. Third place, three points. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So, okay. In first place, you got five points. Second place, you got four points. Third place, you got three points. Uh, fourth place you got two points fifth place you got one point okay so uh pretty simple um so whatever uh, you'll see I'll, I'll just tell you guys kind of how it went so and and then I'll, I'll i'll kind of let you guys know what I, what i thought after so so anyways so so this is what I, this is this is how i graded everybody here with this debate okay uh with the opening statement slash that question of like you know what how would you win kind of thing uh, I gave uh, Roman Babber first place. I gave Leslie Lewis second place. Uh, I gave Scott Atchison fourth, and I gave Jean Charest fifth. Um, I, I just because uh, I, the reason why I gave uh, Scott Atchison fourth place was because you know to say something like. Uh, Justin Trudeau is disgusting and he wants to divide Canadians over the the vaccine. Um, that's a, a decent point to make, but if that's literally the only thing you're going to say, then not going to get much points after that, obviously. Uh, so yeah, whatever. Um, so then, so yeah, so I'd say, uh, so yeah, Robin Babber won the, the opening there, um, you know, uh, with what he had to say. Uh, the next question, the specific questions, right? The specific questions, the ones that were, so, you know, we had the, let's see here. Let me just go back. So the specific questions, we had uh, Puliev on the truckers. We had Leslie Lewis asking about abortion. How would she handle the abortion topic? Uh, Roman Babber about lockdowns and Jean Charest on um Jean Jean Charest on uh are is he a conservative? Uh Scott Atchison is is uh, you know who are you kind of thing. Uh so so anyways I ranked uh I thought I thought that uh Leslie Lewis won that one. Um I thought um Roman Babber came in second, uh Pierre Poliev came third, Jean Charest came fourth, uh and uh, Scott Atchison came in last. Um, should uh, should we regulate the internet? Robin Babber came in first. I have Leslie Lewis that came in second. Jean Charest, or sorry, Pierre Poliev came in third. Jean Charest fourth. Scott Atchison fifth. Um, 
uh, Trudeau is uh, eager to import U.S. issues. Robin Babber first, Pierre Pouliev second, Leslie Lewis third, Jean Charest fourth, Scott Atchison fifth. Healthcare, um, Leslie Lewis first with her, you remember her private uh, public thing. Uh, Robin Babber second because the only other person who was asked was Scott Atchison, um, who just says the same shit over and over again, not even relative really. Or no, sorry, Scott Atchison said that he thought that it, we should wear our healthcare with a badge of honor. We should adopt a Dutch uh, system. And then Jean Charest and Pierre Polyev were not asked that question. The next one, their question was Canadian oil. Pierre Polyev obviously took the edge on that one. Uh, Jean Charest obviously lost that one. Uh, the Canadian diversity question, I thought Leslie Lewis took took the cake on that one. Uh, Babber came second. Polyev came third. Uh, Western Canada, we have Pierre Polyev, I thought, won that one. Uh, Leslie Lewis came second. Roman Babber third. Scott Ashton fourth. Jean Charest fifth. Closing statements, Leslie Lewis again. Uh, Roman Babber, Pierre Polyev third. Um, Jean Charest fourth and Scott Atchison fifth. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, basically. So what we have here, we have uh, opening statement, Babber, one uh, specific questions, Leslie Lewis. Then we have Roman Babber who came first again uh, for regulating the internet. Uh, Roman Babber won again uh, for the Trudeau to e uh, eager to import his the U.S. issues. Um, Leslie Lewis won healthcare. Pierre Polyev won the Canadian oil. Uh, Canadian diversity. Leslie Lewis. Western Canada. Pierre Polyev. Closing statements. Leslie Lewis. So uh, in total here, we have in first place who I and, and this is like the most honest way I could just grade this debate. I'm just going off of literally. Who had the better answers, in my opinion? Leslie Lewis came in first place. She won the debate with 35 points. Roman Babber with 34 points. Pierre Poliev with 29 points. Jean Charest with 13 points. And Scott Atchison with 11 points. So, uh, at the beginning of the debate, I would have never guessed that. I would have thought that it would have been really close with uh, Babber and uh, Poliev. But... Uh, Got to give big respect to uh, Leslie Lewis there. She won the debate, hands down, in my opinion. Um, overall, uh, who do I like the best? Um, I would say I like uh, Roman, Roman Babber the best. Um, I just thought that he was, um, I, besides all, like, this, I agree with all the stuff that, that he says, obviously, right? Um, and every, I, everybody kind of had, like, their own edge, I would say. And his edge was that he was kind of funny and that he brought up that he was not a politician and stuff. That's very important these days. Nobody likes politicians. Uh, Pierre Poliev uh, overall was second for me and who I like to be the leader out of these people. Uh, obviously, he's professional in his uh, fiscal policies. Um, Leslie Lewis by far is the best on social issues. I have her third. Um and just depending on the timing, uh, she could she could be the best one just because of her social issues are good. Um, Scott Atchison, <laughs> after Leslie Lewis, because he's not Jean Charest, and Jean Charest just sucks. 
Um, nothing to like about John Schritt. Literally nothing to like about him. Um, so, and then who do I think will win? Like, so who is most likely to win the leadership race? Like, just in reality, um, Pierre Poliev, most likely he's the most popular. He's just like, I think, you know, obviously the favorite to win. Um, Jean Charest second because of what I kind of said before is that he's a politician and they they just have this expectation. He's like the Joe Biden of this. That's actually the best best way to describe him. He is the Joe Biden basically of of the conservative party. So yeah, like what did Joe Biden have? Like three or four uh, percent approval of his of his party during his primaries of the democrats so i mean nothing would even surprise me i literally i'm not kidding jean Charest is in second place and he could he, he might even he could win he could win this he could win this I'm not even kidding that's how po- uh, politics works in modern time leslie lewis third i like leslie lewis um and i think she just has a better chance than even though i like robin babber uh, a little bit better uh, she's just, she's just a better, better politician, even with just little experience, just like Babber. Um, and I, because she's a woman, uh, woman of color too, like she just probably just has an edge on Babber. Although a Babber is also an immigrant, um, you know, it's just, she can play that card, right? She, she's a woman of color and whatever. She's got that edge on Babber, I guess. Um, and then Scott Atchison and last, I just, like I said, I think he was just there for, uh, publicity. Uh, so anyways, um, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's what I think. That's what I think of the debate. Uh, and I guess, like I said, it's not even the first official, uh, conservative leadership debate. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm going to be doing yesterday's debate recap tomorrow, uh, a little bit burnt out. Like I said, it's this is uh, taking me a little while here, um, but uh, it will be coming for sure sometime next week. If not, uh, what, so tomorrow's Friday. So it, yeah, so either tomorrow or sometime early next week. Um, and it, yeah, it's going to be a, a lot different format. We're going to have the audio and everything. Uh, so should be a little more smooth. Maybe you guys like this. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't, I don't know what it's like uh, just listening to me, uh, you know literally recap the entire debate in almost full detail i know that i'm pretty exhausted right now and uh that's pretty much going to be it for the show but uh i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope uh you know you guys maybe listen to it in pieces hopefully so you know uh was it too overwhelming or anything um like i said i had a lot of fun doing it um i i, I assume i'm probably going to be able to give you guys a little bit more of my opinion on the next debate because I won't be talking as much and I'll have a little bit more energy and stuff like that to uh, give my, I, I think it will be a lot different obviously on the next one. But anyways, guys, thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the Liberty Idiots podcast. We also have, I, I got to do a weekly episode actually. So maybe tomorrow I'll do, we'll do a weekly uh, news episode and then save the debate for next week. And uh, we'll see how the weekend goes. Maybe I could do the debate on the weekend, but uh, you know, if I can pump out two episodes this week, we're 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 doing good. We're doing golden. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning to the Libertarians podcast uh, and to this uh, debate recap. Um, and yeah, today's Thursday, May twelfth, two thousand and twenty-two. 
I'm your host, Matt, and uh, thank you. Hope you guys have a good day, and, you know, uh, yeah, we'll go into more detail about this maybe another time. I'm out. See ya.